FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Remember, Remember, the 3rd of November. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is November 8th in the year 2022, election night in the United States, as we all know. And an interesting night indeed to witness what they're calling to be a red wave. Don't get too swept up in the early victories of a battle of this kind. That's the caution I start out with. We'll dig into this tonight, but we have to remember what happened a year, two years ago on the 3rd of November when the election was stolen from us right from our very hands as we did exactly what we did tonight until the cheaters got involved. Patriots, before we begin, I want to call out and make a note about Mike Lindell and Dr. Frank. We are here in this point to a large degree with the awareness and the ability to organize locally to canvas and to understand how to verify vote to a large degree because of two men, Mike Lindell and Dr. Frank. Dr. Frank has worked was independent and Mike brought him on and has paid for his work to go across the country. And since the stolen election of 2020, Dr. Frank has literally traveled to three to five states a week, working with local teams to teach them how to identify and to canvas to build packages that would verify a vote was either true or false and ultimately to use that data for sheriffs to be able to arrest and charge people for voter fraud. The idea of cyber crimes is a very difficult one to prove, and it get, takes forensic teams to do that, but the idea of canvassing to validate a vote with the voter who lives in a house is very real and very tangible. And it's skills that every one of us are going to need to know as we go forward, because just because we're having a red wave, so it perceives tonight, the criminality that is going on tonight is again off the charts. And it's a voter system that is completely broken. And we are a long ways from ever saying that we have a secure vote. We are a long ways from ever saying we have free and fair elections in this nation. Right now, honestly, having been there at the time of the first election in Afghanistan, Afghanistan has more fair and free elections in the United States. Let that sink in. But because of the work of Mike Lindell and Dr. Frank, the ability, the awareness of the level of cheating from the cybercrime to the actual faking of people voting in wrong addresses, etc., has been exposed and elevated. All the other efforts are ancillary to what Mike and Dr. Frank have done. And the millions of dollars that Mike has put into this through his own money has been stunning. Remember Bard's Fest over a year ago, 
at that following day at a meeting there in St. Louis, Mike committed $20 million of his own money to paying for canvassing. He doesn't play around. He puts real money where it needs. So I encourage you to continue to support my pillow extensively this year because we are to a large degree as a nation, we are greater and better because of one man and his company who have committed and to proving voter fraud and reestablishing Liberty. And at the same time, has sacrificed a tremendous amount, had his company under everybody's crosshairs to try to demolish him. And the reason that he survived is because he adapted and he came to us directly to say, we need your support. And I will continue to support MyPillow indefinitely until such a time as things change for other reasons that I don't foresee. Mike Lindell, or they tell me they don't want me, which I know won't happen. So here's the deal. Head on over to MyPillow.com. Make a commitment to buy a, a pillow for somebody. Maybe that's a homeless person. Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's just somebody in need. Buy a pillow, buy some sheets, whatever, for a gift for somebody else. Do that tonight as a way of really committing to this walk in kingdom that we do as giving to other people. Use that energy, that, that commitment to help somebody with something that will keep them warm and comfortable in this winter we're going into. And use the, your promo code BARDS, which will help reduce your savings and at the same time do good for the, for the country while helping a, a company that has done nothing but stand behind liberty to try to prove the truth. Now, tonight is a, an event that is a big event, and there's obviously a lot of things going on. There's a lot of heightened optimism that the world is suddenly going to change because we're having a red wave. I, again, I caution you on this because we're a long ways from calling any victory. The shenanigans haven't be, have only just begun, to be honest, and it's been a horrific day in Maricopa County. It's been a complete ca- clown show. Now, I, the, the word that came out from General Flynn and from, uh, from President Trump was just stay there and don't go home and hold your place in line no matter what they tell you. The problem with that is, and I, I, I don't like random comments like that that mean they are out of touch with the reality of people who have families and working jobs. What has happened in this election is that the left learned, or the elite, I should say, learned very well from all the research that was done of how to cheat better. They didn't get less cheating, they just got more effective at it. And this is something to keep in mind because the system that we have, they own. We haven't changed anything in two years. The voter rolls are still messed up. The Dominion systems are still in play. The laws to for voter ID have not moved off the dock, docket at all. So we are sitting here with the same process and with the idea that somehow that if we overwhelm the system with enough voters, that we will change the game. What we have seen is a tremendous migration of liberals, Democrats, moving over to the Republican side to, re, to vote red. But I caution you again on that, because just because somebody's voting red doesn't mean they align with all the values. I have yet to see a Democrat that's willing to give up their Tesla, their bunk climate science, their their desire to have abortion as a choice or at least women's right to choose, a general support of Planned Parenthood, the, the desire to have health care as a, as a human right and even written into our Constitution, and a universal basic income. So keep that in mind as you're seeing this voting block move over and everybody's rallying about how great we are as a Republican Party. The Republican Party, as you know it, is destroyed. It's now an amalgamation of a whole bunch of people. And I guess per queue, we are now unified again. But that's not a unity that makes the country healthy. So I'm not trying to squash anybody's excitement tonight, but I am going to put you heavily in the, in the, in the crosshairs of realism. Because this is not something that I'm going to sit here and celebrate tonight. We are so far from having a big victory. The problem is that Americans have become very accustomed to a drive through mentality. They go through the drive through whether it's Starbucks, Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell, wherever you are. You expect to deliver your order and get it within minutes and move on and be done. And that's life is better. We don't have a drive through solution for this. There is no easy way through this. This has taken 50 to 100 years for them to build this plan and corrupt us deeply, and corruption isn't going to go away with a handful of people that are suddenly going to get elected. Now, let's remember what they did to us. President Trump was winning. He did have the win in the evening 
of November 3rd until they shut the polls down, and then they stacked the vote. Here's something that should just make you cringe. This is literally what is written here. In This comes from uh, just one election group that claims that the mail-in vote was 400. This is just California. Mail-in vote was 411,000 votes, and the election day vote was 38,000, with President Biden getting 378,000 of those and Trump getting 56,000. Now, let's get real, okay? The, the point is that we know very well that the elections were massively rigged, massively rigged in 2020, and it's horrific. Biden was said to get 306 electoral votes. Trump was getting 232. All of this was happened over the night when they shut those elections, when they shut the polls down, and they suddenly shut them down, and then suddenly out of nowhere these votes started to appear. They got caught many ways, but they've all denied it. And don't forget that everybody in Congress, with the exception of a couple, voted to confirm President Biden and the Electoral College outcome. If you think that what's going to happen here by voting in a few people to go up there and change things and it's all going to make it better, think again. Now, for a lot of those that are following Q, and, and I'm well-versed in Q, just so we're clear, and I've always said that Q was a great program to awaken people, but for all those putting their great hopes in a fantastic overthrow and secret operations going on behind the scenes, that may very well be, and I've said many times that it's likely it's happening. But let's get very real as well. We don't know any of those things. We are led down a path right now that we are told to believe in the vote, to trust in the vote once again, that everything will be okay. This is kind of how I see it. And I think you've heard me say it enough, but I'm going to say it again. We are dealing with one party and two faces. And these are both elites in a war and we're deciding and we're being forced to be in a position of sitting on the sidelines. And someone wrote today, which I feel is very apropos, this feels like we're in, all in a divorce court waiting to see who gets custody of us. I think that nails it. So right now you're seeing the one elite class rising up and another elite class diminishing. Notice that we still don't have anybody talking about taking to task the issue of the vaccine those that were a part of the vaccine in any way that's killing people. Today, the CDC was required to release data from a court from a court order that lists 18 million Americans that have been vax damaged. Bad enough to arrive in the hospital. That's 18 million Americans. That all started with an EO that President Trump signed on September of 2019. I just need to highlight that. I'm not dinging on him. I'm just pointing out facts here. And that was before COVID ever came to our shores, and yet the vaccine acceleration program was started in September of 2019. COVID didn't officially hit our shores until January of 2020. We have been through a hell in the last two years. People are tired. They're worn down. Their hopes are being drained because too many people walk without a relationship in God. And this is where I caution everybody because the celebration in, the, in this whole thing should have taught people that the first vote, the first focus, the first everything should go to go to the courts of heaven. Now, I know in earlier today in our bended knee, we had so many people that were talking about how they've been praying all day. And that's what Bard's Nation does. They do an amazing job of doing just that. So a lot of these comments are not driven just towards Bard's Nation. They're driven towards the greater body politic in America that still looks to the political institution as their savior and the way through this. We are not going to get through this without our eyes on God and our belief in Christ. So it is important to understand that our work, our work as a remnant is only just beginning. We have so much work to do to steer this nation back to as the Declaration of Independence stated, that it was above us was our creator, which is God. And below that was the people that were humbled before him and government subordinate to the people Right now, we don't have any say in the outcome of this election. Think about that for a minute. In the Declaration of Independence, which establishes the framework of the government and the moral law for our nation, government is to be subordinate to the wills of the people. And yet everything that's going on here right now, we're being shown time and again that the people are subordinate to the systems, are subordinate to the technologies, 
are subordinate to the wills of the elites as they allow us to win or lose. These people have no intention of letting anybody of letting anybody have their power. They are going to keep it at all costs. And at the table is one side we call the Republicans, at the other side we call the Democrats. And at the same time, we're being told by different mediums to trust in the vote, and this is the most important vote you're ever going to make in your life. In fact, as I read yesterday, an Ethnios post, this is you are voting for your ancestors and those that sacrificed their lives. That's funny, because at least in a war, you have a choice of winning and losing. In this fight, we have none because we're at the mercy of a system that is completely corrupted, rigged, and run by corporate interests, special interest lobbies, and the machines that were purchased and paid for by our money and run by agencies like the CIA. So let's be real. And are also influenced by people abroad who are able to buy influence into the United States and control the vote. Yet no one has been able to remove those machines from the system. This vote, to me, this vote right now is nothing more than a process of letting more people realize how corrupt the system is. Hopefully this grows. But unfortunately, as the elite does so well, both ends to the middle, by deception we shall wage war. That is Mossad's old statement. The unfortunate part is they own both sides of the ticket and they influence it. So people will see a red wave and believe that suddenly there's going to be great hope and great optimism and go back to giving their worship back to the system that's already broken and structured around the framework of Babylon. This is the challenge we face in this country that to really get real and anchor ourselves deeply into where the real fight is, which is all local, all local. Once we get our counties resecured, repositioned, and, and back to being more sovereign, then we're into a position, and we should be doing that through these next few years. Now, I looked at my own ballot today, and it's stunning because I found that there were four races that were uncontested in my local, pre, in my local county, and there were at least two positions that were even unfilled. They seemed innocuous. One of them was the water administrator. It doesn't sound like a big position. It's a huge position because it deals with environmental policy and people's access to water, and yet nobody was there to run and fill it. We can't allow that to happen anywhere. And for myself, what I'm committed to even in the next, in the next election cycle is to ensure that none of those positions are run uncontested. Un we have to get people involved, and we have to stay that engaged. That's the one thing this election is focusing on, and I, I'm getting enough feedback that very proudly we should be saying this as Americans. We're finally waking up to who's in our school boards, who's in our county commissions, who's in our city councils. Those are the big wins. But the wins on the congressional level, the wins on these, these sort of who's going to run the Senate and then the House, let me tell you how this is going to play out. The Democrats already stated it today. I should say CNN, the deep state. They've said the big worry that they have is that once, if the Republicans win, the only thing they're going to do is have investigations into things and they're not going to be able to pass anything. That's exactly correct. That is the orchestration that's going to happen. Because what we have learned is Congress has no power, but they're wonderful at making investigations that lead to nowhere that drag out for two years and produce absolutely nothing. They are not going to incriminate themselves who were all involved in the delivery of this vaccination that has now injured over 18 million people and killed hundreds of thousands. They're not going to incriminate themselves because they took money from the lobbyists to make that happen. They aren't going to incriminate themselves who all voted in Biden, who they knew was an illegal vote. They knew the election was rigged, and they're not going to incriminate themselves in that election. So what do we think is going to really be the outcome of this election? Because until we start to get our counties back and truly in control as almost near sovereign entities that are working towards self-sufficiency, using the power of the sheriff to kick and keep out every federal agent, every federal representative and agency, and to make sure as well that we are keeping the state at bay. Until we get back to that, they hold the power of threat over everybody in this nation. And the federal government is criminal. You're not dealing with an organization. The, that is peaceful or loving. This is kind of like saying, well, you know what? I know some people that really like to do good service for the community and yet, and they're inside the mafia's den. I think the mafia is going to turn out to be a good group of people. If you think that I tell you what, I've got a great piece of swampland you can buy down in desert Valley or death Valley, 
and it's there. It's easy. And it's all sorts of water and all sorts of palm trees too. This is what we have to face realistically in this election. And for those that are all anxiety driven today, if you are one of those is really worried about the election, I need to remind you about something. We're not of this world. We're walking with our, with our loving Christ. There is no fear in that walk, and your eyes should not be on this election. This election should be nothing more than going down to the store and getting a bottle of milk. You're going to do your job. You're going to be necessary to do it because you need milk. We're all going to vote. We're all part of this country. We vote. But outside of that, the weight of this shouldn't be weighing on us. Our votes need to be going to the courts of heaven in prayer. And what are we voting for? In that sense, we should all be asking for justice to return to this nation. We should all be praying that with the hand of justice and the sort of justice that God can deliver, that with that we also have the return of a moral foundation to this nation. We're dealing with people that are openly cheating, openly trying to rig a vote, openly doing so because they are so obsessed about the winning of their party at any cost, they will disregard any sort of moral foundation that they've ever been taught, if they've even been taught it. That's an atheistic, agnostic world that we are living in, and we don't have the moral direction. And just to add to that, outside of a handful of really good voices in churches, where the hell are our churches? Why are they not out here screaming bloody murder on this? Why aren't they out here on the front lines crushing it on Roe versus Wade to stop, make sure that the states turn that over? And why aren't they on the front lines of this fight? Because churches have taken a position that they can't be political, and it's driven, not all, I always have to say that, so many churches have taken the position that there's not to be involved in politics, which is exactly counter to how this nation was founded. Our nation was founded on churches being separate from church, the separation of church and state, which didn't mean you don't talk about politics. It means that politics can't correct them on what they say. That's where the Black Robe Regiment came from. That's where the Revolutionary War rooted itself in. And the politicians in this nation know this. That's where the Johnson Act came from. That's where the 501c3 buyout came from in the churches. And that's where the neutering of the pulpit happened. And it happened over tens and tens of years, and it was effective. Fortunately, we're starting to see the rise of some churches with strong voices and strong pastors, but we need many, many more of them. We right now, as the voice of God in this nation, as we walk, have to continue to push that understanding that this nation is a nation built on the foundation of faith. It's not an amalgamation of nonsense. This, thing was, this country was built on Christian values. Strong Christian values that mean that God is above us. We, the people, are at his mercy and humbled before him. And underneath that comes the powerful place of understanding that the government is subordinate to us. So we need to get to a place where we understand that the separation between church and state is not about churches not talking about politics. It means that churches engage aggressively in politics and that the state can't interfere with them. Just to tag this real quickly from a legal perspective, the 501c3 forbids churches for talk about certain topics. The 508, which is on the books and has been on the books forever with the IRS, literally separates the church from the state. But it doesn't give the kickback on donations to those in the church that donate. So you can kind of see the scam that's going on there. So tonight, Patriots, as we look across the board of what's happening, there are big wins for the Republican Party. At least it appears early on. But it's all convoluted. It looks like the, the, the Republicans have picked up seats in the House. It looks like they're picking up seats in the Senate and will maintain a majority in the Senate and or reclaim it, and will reclaim a majority in the, the House. It looks like from a governor's point of view, they're going to be down one race. It's difficult to tell. I'm getting these from Real Clear Politics, if you're wondering. This is one of the best sources I've found, consistent and fairly neutral on the whole thing. And there's no question that there is a rise in Republican out interest in this nation. But just because we have a rise in Republican interest doesn't mean that's a healthy thing. We're migrating very quickly to a monoparty in this nation. That's extremely dangerous. It's bad enough with two, with a, with a bipolar issue in this country, which we have both medically as a problem and we have it as politically as a problem, being a bipolar nation. 
But we're noticing that all the fingers are being pointed to the Democrats. If I was a Democrat and people were pointing the fingers constantly at me and I was witnessing some of the criminality that was happening in my own party, I'd be quick to jump over to the Republican side just not to be associated with that. That's the dynamics of group psychology. It's what happens when you have a riot. You'll get a few people starting and then other people will jump in, not because they're committed to the riot, but because they don't want to be left out from the crowd. And this is what we're seeing a lot in the Republican vote right now because Democrats are leaving and shredding from their party because they don't want to be associated with this criminality. What it's doing is it's obscuring the criminality within the Republican ranks. The Republican Party, as I've said all along, to me has always been the worst of the two parties, not the best. And that has nothing to do with President Donald J. Trump if you are thinking that I'm making an attack on him because I'm not. I'm talking about the core element of the Republican Party. What we are dealing with with the core element of the Republican Party are people who have quietly sat there for tens of years. They were the ones that had George Bush in. They were the ones that, that were promoting this idea of a world economic or a global one world order, a new world order. They were the ones that took us into war into Iraq and Afghanistan. When we saw the swing to Obama, everybody looked at that as, oh, look how evil the Democrats are. The focus was been on this, this Satanist concept, the the worship, the sacrifice, all of these things, which the elites do at some level, and that got stuck onto the Democrats like, like poo on your shoe. But we've forgotten how corrupt and evil the, the Republicans have been. They have been the ones quietly in the background cutting the deals, moving with the Democrats and migrating the, the Republican side of the party towards a NWO model and compliance it was under Bush that so many of the things got set up like FEMA. So let us not forget who are, what we're dealing with here. So when you start to see a mass migration to Republicans and everybody's jumping up and around and going, hurrah, hurrah, we're all going to see the country vote red. I don't think that that's a good thing. President Donald J. Trump set aside, the party is still the party. And those old guard are still in there. We haven't seen any official change. Now, again, we get to some of this fringe stuff where people are talking about how there's been replacements and there's people that have been put under arrest and that there's the Q thing where they're now being forced to work with the party. We don't have any validation of that. There's none. All of this is just political PR as far as I'm concerned until we see substantial proof that it is. What we have to see is legitimate change in our policies. And here's a few that we're not seeing anybody talk about. Who's talking about the removal of the Department of Defense-funded Elon Musk Skynet system that's all over the world? This is being hailed as a great thing because supposedly it's going to give everybody access to Internet no matter where you are. But let's get real about what this really is, including Apple's new 14 or iPhone 14 which has a satellite uplink piece to it. Why is that important? Because now they're able to track every American, no matter where you are, and you are not going to escape that grid. It is literally Skynet in the most hideous way. That's what that thing was designed to do. That's why Department of Defense put it up, and that's why they want it all over the world, because they literally create a, a matrix of control and monitoring that mass AI systems can, can track, target, tag and target and lethally kill when necessary. That ties in with 5G. Who's talking about the removal of 5G? Absolutely nobody. Who's talking about the removal, stopping, and investigation of every single person that was involved in the vaccination delivery, the vaccination development, the vaccination injection, the vaccination authorization? Who's talking about that? The answer, again, is no one. These are the real topics that need to be focused on. Who's putting discussion these days in this campaign of any level about the 2.4 quad trillion in derivative debt that's about ready to explode that has already caused Credit Suisse, one of the largest banks in the world, to nearly default had it not been from the Fed pumping out more paper dollars in to stand them back up. We're sitting at a and an economic bubble right now at a level we have never imagined in humanity. And as much as people are eager to see this Babylonian system collapse, let me tell you, if this bubble blows, it is going to be unprecedented in the destruction and damage it's going to cause. And it will not allow for an easy recovery anytime soon. 
who is talking about food shortages, the need for us to be getting a food growth going again, other than the fact that Bill Gates is buying up all sorts of farmland and there's all sorts of investment from Wall Street to build these vertical agriculture systems all geared around genetically designed and produced food specifically to keep people at a certain energy level and mental incapacity over the long term so that you become dependent on their systems. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody is talking about the need to destroy that model and get people back to having a freedom of food that is not genetically modified. Instead, we're high-speeding the railroad train down to the principle of the fourth industrial revolution. What's that look like? Well, that looks like things like artificial intelligence and robotic systems that produce all the stuff that we need or think that we need all the junk that you find at Walmart, all your food being genetically modified, mRNA shots and every single thing you get in a vaccine, the integration of Internet of Things, the tracking of every single person thing on the planet, and the development of transhumanism as a fundamental policy towards how all nations will run in the future to develop the next iteration of what human species should be created by, you got it, the hands of men that obviously are greater than God. All of these topics are central to the place that we're in right now. And other than Carrie Lake, I'll give her credit for bringing out the vaccine and saying she wants to investigate the people that are mandating it for children. That's as far as it got because they're still pushing the vax and the vax is still killing people and we have no accountability. This election is, to me, a tragedy and a travesty. And it's a reminder of what Mike Lindell has been saying now for two solid years, that until we fix 2020, we don't have a country. We haven't fixed 2020. November 3rd, in the evening, as we all eagerly were watching the win of President Trump, let us never forget, they shut the systems down. All of the counting and poll offices shut down overnight as they shuttled in mass amounts of votes illegally printed in China. As they brought these in, they hacked the systems. And over the next couple of days, we witnessed the absolute thievery, the absolute thievery of the presidential election. Do I think it's a good thing? I think in the end it probably is, and they knew it was going to be lost because it's forced America to look really realistically at what we really are as a nation. We're a Ponzi scheme. We have been at the very core. Wall Street, a Ponzi scheme. That's where all your money goes in 401ks. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme with the way we vote. It's a Ponzi scheme with the way we make people believe there's freedom when there isn't. Under all of this, we have been a tyranny and a fascist tyranny run by corporatocracies. That's the way it's been for years. Finally, we're starting to see the truth. But in order for us to make the next real step, we have to start embracing that truth and understanding that we cannot put trust in the institutions of men, but that every time we vote and everything we do, we have to first put our prayers to the courts of heaven to deliver justice. And justice also means that if we don't have people in office that are walking with Christ, that are walking in the values of scripture, we don't have a nation. We just have another cabal run organization. Right now, we can't claim that. And there, I don't think there's very many candidates that we can claim that on. So we are in a very interesting time and a time that's going to put a lot of onus on those that have held the line, walked boldly with God. They have become stronger and mightier men and women in God. That's where I see Bard's Nation and other organizations besides that, not just Bard's Nation, but that's where we have to start building our bridges and building our alliances. The real fight is ultimately going to be at the county level. And we have to get rid of these pariah that have managed to settle themselves into critical positions across this globe and infest this nation the way they are. This is a quote today by Michael Knowles, just a, probably one of the best quotes of the day. Never take your right to vote for granted. Just think of all the people in places like North Korea, Afghanistan, and Maricopa County who, can't, who don't have the right to vote. No kidding. Absolute truth. This is a world right now that is so rigged, and we've become so accustomed to it, that in many ways we're blind to the to the deviation, to the deceit that's there. By the way, for Florida folks, 
It's just amazing how suddenly there's a hurricane warning issued for Florida East Coast at the cusp of this election, almost like weather warfare or something that would miraculously delay the vote for weeks and weeks and weeks. And in other news, attorneys file a suit after the ballot accepted at the Georgia County on loose leaf paper after security features were turned off on all the examined machines. Somebody literally filed a voted with loose leaf paper vote. It wasn't even a ballot. It was accepted. This is the sort of shenanigans you're going to see for weeks now. And the litigation and craziness is going to be off the rails. They are going to tie up every single election they can in litigation and because they have intentionally, and keep this in mind, this is all intentional. They have intentionally done these acts of corruption so that it will be challenged, so that the votes will be held up, and the whole end game of this is to wear people down and break their trust in government so that they can offer you something better and greater. That's all in line with the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. They want you to lose complete faith and hope of ever having a republic again so that they can swoop in and offer you something greater, like a centralized world government with centralized food distribution, universal basic incomes, mandatory health care and shots to make sure that nobody will ever get sick again as long as they can keep you sick. They're happy. They want everybody to be forced to migrate out of certain areas and consolidate into the cities. That's Agenda 2030. And they want to control every aspect of your lives through the Internet of Things and the integration of genetically modified food that carries with it all those other neat things like mRNA and nanotech tracking systems so that you're always embedded into the system. This is the war on humanity. So don't lose faith in the republic, in what the republic was intended to be. Just reject the tyranny that's trying to tell you that the system is broken and that we're at fault. We're not at fault. These criminals are at fault. These are the criminals that are literally trying to ruin the system. And let me just give you another little insight as to how criminal these people are. And this goes to Oregon, my home state. There is a measure called Measure 112. It was on the ballot. I want you to hear the title of this. Removes language. This is the title of the measure. Removes language allowing slavery and involuntary servitude as punishment for crime. For the uninformed, that sounds appalling, like we still have slavery on the books. Here's what that measure actually does. If this measure is adopted in Oregon, it amends Constitution Article 1, Section 34 of the Oregon Constitution currently that currently prohibits slavery and involuntary servitude, but it says allows for an exception to the prohibition as a punishment for a crime. In other words, if this measure passes, thanks to their nice little flare, seditious language, every criminal in this state can no longer be put into jail and cannot be forced to do labor as part of their punishment. They all have to go through mandatory rehabilitation and education. This is the way they fight. These people are liars, they're cheats, they're seditious, they're everything about their sickness. And we have to get them out, there's no question. But the question you always have to be asking is, when we vote and these people are coming in, are they going to be any different? We have a governor's race right now that, quite frankly, the difference between one and the other is pretty thin, even though one's a Republican and one's a Democrat. The one that's a Republican has already been bought off by Pfizer or Moderna, one of the two. So this fight we're in is intense, and it's going to be a long-term fight. Every state in the critical places right now has some sort of legal action that will be involved. This election is going to be just another clown show. And in my opinion, the elites are just laughing at the foolery of us. They're laughing at our, our belief that the elections change anything. They're mocking us all the way through this. They're constantly pushing us into this election. A vote, 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 they say. You have to vote. Get out and vote. Part of the reason for that is they don't know what will happen if people suddenly say we don't want anything to do with you anymore. The elites are losing their power. And the only thing they know is a framework that was built around the concept of Babylon, and they don't, they don't know what to do outside of that. 
And yet our founding fathers gave us the right and the duty to throw off such despotism, which is known as tyranny, which is where we are today. Patriots, our actions never have to be violent, but our actions have to be resolved and committed to taking back our local precincts, our local counties, our local cities, and doing it with a vehemence that is unprecedented. We have to stop the corruption locally before we can imagine stopping the corruption nationally. We have to reset our local counties in terms of our faith and trust in God before we can expect a nation to do the same. And, be, and lacking a leadership that actually does that, we have to get on the ground and do the work. The true plan on this whole thing has always been us. But it hasn't been us being wrapped around big, glorious, huge victories across the nation. I don't have any hope for people going to Congress. I can pray for them, but I know that what they're walking into is a true, true cesspool, and it's, it's a viper's den of intelligence agencies, blackmail capabilities, and leverage of money that is beyond anything we can imagine. The best of people going into D.C. will turn out to be rotted to the core in a very short amount of time because of the nature of D.C. It's not just a viper pit. It's like Satan's den. So we can't expect these people to go up and turn miracles. But see, that's the false hope that's been cast on this election, the big red wave. Well, the red wave might mean something else if it goes horribly wrong. I would hate to see the red wave translate into blood in the streets. But unfortunately, when we start to push Americans to a point and take advantage of them and tell them to believe in something that's broken, they run a very big risk of getting people seriously pissed off. What we can count on is this. We can count on the fact that the left is preparing to do violence in our cities. In Portland, Oregon today, banks and other institutions were boarding up their windows in downtown Portland in anticipation of Antifa rioting. Cities like Portland, Austin, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Washington, D.C., Boston, Baltimore, Atlanta, St. Louis, Minneapolis, they have come to accept as the people in those cities a culture of violence as normal. And that's the sad part about all of this is we're going to have to now endure yet another thrashing and throw of violence in our streets as we watch America burn. I don't have any doubt that that's going to happen because no matter how this election pans out, the left is not, the elites using the left are not going to give up power easily, like I said earlier. And because of that, they're going to use every tool possible to punish us for being willful enough to stand up for what we were given as a right in this nation, to be free and to be sovereign citizens under the gift of our Father God and through the documents that we have as a founding documents for this nation. They don't want us ever to have that power because to do that causes a ripple effect around the world that sets the others with hope of being free as well. We have to fight now more than ever, and as this election passes through, no matter what happens, you cannot let yourself fall into the anxiety, frustration, depression, any of those emotions that they want you to be in because the outcome doesn't turn out clean or the way you want it. When we walk truly in the power of the kingdom, we walk with our heart in Jesus and in one body, none of this politics makes any difference. Our mission on this earth is the same, whether we are a tyranny, whether we are a communist pit, whether we are a wonderful liberated nation, we never stop moving a place where we're trying to develop a better place for the, those around us and trying to bring the word of God into the lives of the many. That role never changes. So keep that in mind as we walk. Politics is the illusion. The kingdom is where we walk. And when we do keep those two things separate, all of what we're witnessing today and in every day, especially on days like today, is just another part of the clown show that we're supposed to believe in, which we know is a lie. It's built by men, corrupt men, evil men, that want you to believe in the lie so that they can control you, subjugate you, enslave you, and take all of your will and money from you and have you do it with your own free will. Don't let it happen. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we come to you today humbled, choosing to humble ourselves before you in such a time as this, as we face a nation that is now trying to awaken and come to a greater place in relationship to you. 
Father God, this time in this time, we just put our prayers out tonight for initially all the people that are out here walking with you to feel that strength and encouragement in the love in Jesus and the power that we have as we walk to totally be separate from the anxiety and ridiculousness of this clown show that we're witnessing. This is truly a a hand of evil at play. This trying to lure people in with hope and false hope to ultimately break their will and subjugate them even deeper into a system that thrives on slavery, thrives on pain, thrives on scarcity, thrives on hate, anger, and anything that rejects love. Father, we pray tonight for the strengthening of the hearts in the power of the kingdom love, that sort of love that reaches out far beyond anything that we've ever imagined, that love that allows us to stand boldly in the face of evil and even laugh at its attempt to to mock us or subject us to its power and will, knowing that we have greater energy, greater force, greater power in this world than anything it can ever conceive of. And Father, we pray for those that are in power, this government that is accountable to the people. We pray for justice, that justice will be delivered to this land, that those that are not walking in Christ, those that are going to try to subvert this nation to dire places will be cast out. And however that form that takes, that these people that ultimately in this election represents a turning point in the moral base and in the focus spiritually of this nation, that we put our eyes on you as a nation and not our eyes on the political outcome of election results rigged by the hands of evil men. We pray, Father, for the humbling of this nation, to put themselves before you, to repent as a nation and yet stand boldly in the face of this evil, to know that this government is intended to be subordinate to our wills as we are subordinate to you. And so, Father, we pray for that justice. We pray for that restoration of you on the throne above this nation in the most powerful glory that it can be. We thank you for this time that we're in. We thank you for the blessings given. And we ask you for your guidance as we move forward. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. A wonderful and powerful time to be alive, one that will demand of us daily more and more focus as the deceptions continue and get greater and and more fantastic in its way. They are far from over in this fight. But the difference is always going to be this. How we live, they can never take away from us, no matter what they do. So live as Christ would want you to walk. Live through the body of Christ. Trust powerfully in Father God. Don't let any of what they do affect that, because how we live and how we walk defines the world that we walk into and we shape and create. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But he has us here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war, and it is a spiritual war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. 
securely the opening vistas of space, promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist, we pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 